So we're starting a new series today called My Stupid Mouth, and it is going to be a good one. Um, I wanted to tell you a story first, though. Uh, I, uh, we, we signed our boys up for baseball. Kipton's been playing for a couple years now, um, but this will be his second year playing in this league, and, and we're, um, we're practicing on some new fields um, this year, and so we're kind of on the other side of Dublin. Uh, which is where all the people that actually have money live. <laughs> I live on the other side, this side. Uh, just joking aside. Um, no, but so we're over there in this new section of Dublin. I'm not super familiar with the area, but it's got this really um, awesome park, and so we're practicing and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I've got the two kids with me, so I'm kind of trying to like be present and watch Kipton practice, and I'm also looking at the, these two kids running off, you know, into the, the horizon, just to the nearest playground or whatever. So I'm kind of like balancing both. And, and I'm just kind of looking around. It's a new environment, so my eyes are wide open, you know, your senses and whatever. And uh, you would never believe who I saw because there's like this track running, uh, this running track right through the middle of, of that. There's fields all over here, and then there's playgrounds over here, but there's this kind of running track, and there's a, a tennis court on the other side. And I saw Urban Meyer running on this running track, yeah, like I had this moment, and I was like, I've heard this is where he lives, but like, can this guy actually jog just out in public? How is he not getting mobbed? So I, um, I saw him, and I was like, okay, is this, is this my moment? Like, I'm not wearing my, like, JT Barrett jersey. Maybe I could, like, so I, I, oh, like, what do I, I don't have anything for him to sign, or like, what do I do? And kind of freaking out, like, do I, do I talk to him, or do I, like, not talk to him? Because probably everyone talks to him, so I'm having this moment, and and I decide because I see him over and someone has pulled him aside and uh, I kind of have a loose relationship with this person. So I decided like, this is the moment. I'm going to go like introduce myself to Urban Meyer. I'm going to invite him to church and then our church is going to, you know, anyway. So I'm uh, just joking. <laughs> uh, so I go over and I'm like just kind of nervously like doing that, like, you know, whatever, like, well, you know, am I going to talk to him or not? And, and then I, I decide not to. And the truth is I didn't see Urban Meyer and I didn't, none, none of that happened. None of that happened. But isn't it funny how, like, like oh, that was interesting. Like, sometimes as a kid, I'll tell you, I like to tell stories like that maybe to uh, maybe make my, make my life seem a little more interesting. Or maybe I, maybe I embellish stories or whatever because, like, I don't know, because it's more fun or whatever. Like, but we were all kind of on a journey there for a minute, and I wish I would have met Urban Meyer. And I'm pretty sure I don't have the stones to go up and talk to him. Uh, if I were to see him, uh, <laughs> I'd probably be like, man, that guy gets talked to a lot. But um, we're going to start a new series today called My Stupid Mouth, and we're going to talk about four different issues of what happens with these words that come out of our mouth. And today we're going to be talking about lying. Um, and I'll just go ahead and tell you this, this series is going to be less about like making sure that we don't lie or do these other things. The series is going to be taking a deeper look at why we do these things. Why is it that we lie? And at the end of the day, we're going to see this, this idea that's laid throughout Scripture that it's not so much the stuff that we say, but it's the heart um, that these words come out of. There's actually a Bible verse that would say that, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so whether those are positive or negative words, whether those are lies or whether they're truth, all of that is kind of camped out inside of your heart. So we're going to talk about this for the next four weeks. But uh, before we start, I wanted to give you guys, uh, I did a little bit of research on this week on like why we lie. And the first thing I found is that this, the six main reasons people lie are on the screen. To save face, uh, to shift blame. So some of you are like, yep, 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 check, 
check, to avoid confrontation, uh, to get one's way, to be nice, to make yourself feel better. Think about it like, think of all the times that you lie because maybe you're avoiding a tough conversation um, or, or like if you've ever had the, the moment where you're watching American Idol, right? And you're like, someone's mom said, yes, your voice is amazing and I think you should go on TV and try out for American Idol. And there's always those sad moments where someone like, my mom is my biggest fan. And you know, you're, you, the mom's in the back like, I just don't understand what they're thinking. And America is like, oh, we know. We know exactly what they're thinking. Um, you know, this is the, there's all kinds of reasons we, we do this. We do this to, sh- to save face, to, to shift blame. Oh, I was late for it. Traffic was crazy. No, we left late. You know, like, oh, I'm not ready for my meeting because, like, my family was sick. No, you stayed up late. You know, like, you, you slept in. All, all kinds of reasons we lie. I found some very interesting statistics about lying. Studies show that the average person lies four times a day. We're not going to ask you to raise your hands, but just kind of find yourself in these stats and just, just let them settle where they sit. Four times a day. University of Massachusetts did research. 60% of the people cannot meet a new person and have a 10-minute conversation without telling at least one lie to, like, boost themselves up, to make themselves look better. This, you're starting to, like, lose trust in humanity, like, Wait a second, all those things that I thought were true. Okay, so what's next? We've got men lie an average of six times a day. You ready for it? Women lie an average of three times a day. All the women are like, ah, thank you. I thought I was going to be more. (laughs) The Holy Spirit knows. The most common lie. Nothing's wrong. I'm fine. How many are familiar with that one? Husbands in the room. You're like, you are lying. (laughs) That is so not true. What's wrong? I'm Fine. Like, while well, your face is saying something different, what's wrong? You know, the most common lie, nothing's wrong, I'm fine. What's next? Where most lies are seen, 40% of resumes have lies. 90% of dating site profiles have lies. Yeah, you thought that profile picture was like, that's literally either the best picture they've ever taken or it's like Brad Pitt. It's not, you know, like, anyway. So uh, is that the last one I have? Yeah. So, so all kinds of, of interesting um, facts. In fact, I, I did take some more down. Last minute, I found some more just because I think this is interesting. Um, let's see here. Fast facts. 80% of women admit to telling harmless half-truths occasionally. 31% of, I don't know why they honed in on the women, so that's just not me. That's just the research, okay? It's not me being a man. Uh, 31% of people admit to lying on their resumes. 13% of patients lie to their doctor. Anyone on that one? 30% lie about their diet and exercise regimens. Just had a conversation about that 15 minutes ago. Lying is considered more common among phone calls than face-to-face chats. Kind of makes sense because if you're face-to-face, um, man, we should, we should, can, would you guys do crowd participation or is this like a, nope, just let this be, you know, other people. Don't, don't make it personal. Uh, lying is considered more common on phone calls and face-to-face chats. This one's interesting. One lie in every seven gets found out. And then 70% of liars claim they would tell their lies again. Is it getting a little real? Yeah, so, so it's interesting. Uh, you've, got, you've got all these reasons we lie. And, and if we can just all put ourselves on the same playing field, we know that we lie. We know why we lie. We know, you know why there's a reason we lie. We know that we, at, when we get down to it, 
um, that God doesn't like us lying. He doesn't like, you know, the, the fact that we would do something the opposite. If we're going to call, like, lying the opposite of truth-telling, then, then obviously this God of truth is not going to like our lies. In fact, in Proverbs 6, verses 16 to 19, this is what God thinks about lying. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among the brothers. So if you're keeping track, two of those are lying. Two of those are lying. And then if we want to go ahead and sneak in here, the one who sows, just look at the, the amount of these that have to do with the words that come out of your mouth. This is crazy. Like, this is, God is making a statement here. God hates lying. God hates lies. Because God is a God of truth. And what you know, and what I know, is that when we exist in this world, we're trying to, like, not get found out. Or we're trying to look better. Or we're trying to puff ourselves up. We're trying to shift blame or avoid confrontation. If you've ever lived in a state of your life where you're having to like keep up a story or you're having to, to continue to live this lifestyle and have this image that other people think of you, these lies tend to find us out because I don't think that we were created to even be able to sustain that kind of lifestyle. It's exhausting. If you've ever tried to live a lifestyle where you're trying to keep up falsehood, or keep up this image of yourself, then it's exhausting. I think at the end of the day, we weren't created in such a way that we can keep this up. God hates lies. In John chapter 8, we're going to see a portion of Scripture where Jesus is talking to a group of people who think that they are uh, essentially like the faithful, the Christians, all that kind of stuff. If you have a Bible and want to open your Bible to John chapter 8, uh, awesome. If not, the verses are going to be on the screen. That's where we're going to camp out today. This is one of those points of Scripture where Jesus is going to get extremely honest with somebody or a group of people. He is going to talk to a group of people who are living this, and, and, and honestly, I, I think these people think they're Christians. You know what I mean? So sometimes we're lying to ourselves. But this is a group of people who thinks they've got it all together. There's just going to be a couple verses on the screen. Let me read just kind of the, the, the lead-in. Jesus is talking to some Jews who had believed in him. He's going to say, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free, right? It's from the Bible, not like a movie. Um, they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say we will become free? We talked about this last series, no longer slaves. They think they are not enslaved. They think they are doing nothing wrong. They think they've got it all together and that their destination is kind of automatically heaven. We've got nothing wrong with us, Jesus. Lying to ourselves. What is it exactly that you are telling me about being free? And he's going to say this. Uh, I say to you that everyone who practices uh, sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you're free indeed. I know that you are the offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. Oh, the dagger. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do not know. I'm sorry, you do, um, you do what you have heard from your father. 
So he's saying, I do what I've heard from my father. You do what you've heard from your father. Do you kind of see what Jesus is saying here in just this moment? He is saying, we have different fathers. And he's going to get real in just a second. He's going to say, your father, the devil, is what he's going to tell people. So can we all just go ahead and, and if there's two categories, like I am uh, God's people, I am the enemy's people. That's kind of what's happening here. That there's, there's God and there's Satan, there's good, there's evil, and there's one or the other. There's no in-between where it's like, well, yeah, if like it's Sunday, I'm going to do this, but if it's Friday night, I'm going to do this. And what God would say is, if Friday night looks like that, then the Sunday thing is fake, <laughs> right? Don't lie to yourself. It's going to be one or the other. And then Jesus is going to get really, really um, intense. If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? He knows the answer. It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. Or in other words, if you don't feel like at home, with God, which he just addressed just a moment ago. What's, what he's going to say is, if you abide in my word, if you abide in my love, if you follow my example, if you follow after me, if you, if you call me your God, then you will be my disciple, then you will be saved. All these things. We've seen it said different ways all throughout the New Testament, but, but simply put, if you abide in my word, then you are my disciples. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But what is Jesus saying to this group of people? Are they of God or are they of the enemy? They're of the enemy, right? They said, we have no need to be saved. We have no need. We're Abraham's grandkids. We're good. Don't you remember? You, you did the whole covenant thing with him. You brought him to the promised land and then out of the lineage. Like, you were actually born out of his lineage, so maybe you should be owing something to us. Like, we're, we're all same family. And Jesus is saying, you have missed the point. It's not about you being perfect or you being like of this lineage it's not even check it out it's not even about like if you tell more truth than lies again it's all going back to this one thing that Jesus says I'm looking at your heart that's it I'm looking at your heart and it's either one team or the other either you have been saved and reconciled to God through Jesus blood or you are on the enemy's team you're in his family your father the devil your father, the devil. This is the least seeker-sensitive message we have ever heard, right? Your father, the devil. This would be offensive if you said it outside of a church setting, and it's offensive inside of a church setting. Some of us have to do some real thought process. The next verse, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, check it out, he speaks of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. If you have a New International Version, it says it this way, that he speaks his native language when he lies, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You might, you might even say it this way, when, when you are lying, you're probably never more like the devil. When you are living half-truths, when you are trying to portray an image that's not true, when you're trying to make yourself look better, when all these things, what Jesus is after in our lives is the idea that we would be fully trusting in him. 
um, and, and, and we struggle with this. So, so throughout this series, we're going to have different um, things that we're going to look at. In fact, I want to I take us to a couple different portions of Scripture, um, even right now, just to, just to kind of help bolster the point. In Ephesians 4, chapter 22, um, we're going to see Paul talk about this. We talked about this a, a few months ago. Ephesians 4, um, actually 20, uh, I'll start there. But that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. You should put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. In other words, you used to be on the enemy's team, you used to be of your father the devil, but now you are on the Jesus family side of things. And it is important that you would put off the old self and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We ought to be truth tellers. And, uh, and I find it interesting that I think through, back through all the reasons that we mentioned earlier, the reasons that we lie, and I think about all the ways that that seems like small. Maybe, maybe we lie, like I said, because we're trying to have like an image of ourselves, and we lie in different ways. We don't necessarily just lie with our mouths. We lie, like we've talked about this, about what we post on social media, or we lie about how we try to portray with our friends that we have a certain like standard or whatever. We have a certain kind of way of life that we never need help, or we never, you know, that's probably prevalent, not just in this city, but in America in these times where we have everything that we need. We want to we want to portray that our life is good, and that you should be jealous of our life, that nothing ever goes wrong in my life. And I just want to tell you, like, none None of our lives are like that. In fact, I'll just go ahead and just get real honest with you. I am probably the kind of person that would try to portray that everything's okay. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, like, I feel like maybe my lesson for 2018, if I was just going to pick a lesson, God is trying to maybe beat some of that out of me because he's just like, it's not okay. It's not okay. You want something else to go wrong? We can keep going. We can keep going. Um, are you trying to still portray? Are you still trying to like live a life where you don't need help, where you don't need other people, where you don't need you know all this kind of stuff? Like don't don't lie about what's going wrong. Don't share with, you know, don't not share with your 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 friends and your family about what's not what's you know what's not perfect. And 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 what's interesting too is that when when someone would share a hardship with me this week, someone shared a hardship with me, and I remember thinking like, man, I had. I had no idea, and I remember thinking, like, I, I have so much more respect for that person because they were able to share, like, yes, this is what's going on in my life, and it's not perfect, and it's not okay. Um, and, and, and in no way was I thinking, I can't be around this person because their life is, like, not perfect or they don't have it all together. But don't we have some sort of thing inside of us that would say we need to put up this image, like, project this image that everything is, is okay? So we lie. We lie to look good at work. We lie to look good in the neighborhood. We lie around family. We lie, you know, to, 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 to the closest people to us. Why? Why? I think if I had to boil, we lie to ourselves. You're right. I think uh, if you boil it all down that we, the root reason we lie is because we don't completely trust God with the truth. Maybe we don't completely trust God with the truth. And that's the thing that I kind of want to hone in for our last of our time together. The root reason we lie is because we don't completely trust God. So 
this kind of setting only works if, if you decide to get uber personal with it. Um, and I'm not going to ask you to share anything, just so we're all on the same page. Um, but I do want you to think through the different ways that you project half-truths or that you, that you live a life in such a way that, that maybe it's, it's not all the way truthful with yourself. And I want you to think. I mean, I literally want you to think. We're going to spend some time reflecting in just a minute, but I want you to think. What, is, what, what are the ways that you're not completely trusting God and so you lie? Is it that you lie on um, your taxes so that you get more money back? Do you lie at work? Do you pad your expenses? Do you say like, well, that was like a 10-hour job, not a 5-hour job, so, so that you get more money in your pocket? Because we all know that there's, there's ways to like make lying beneficial for us. Do you lie to, to earn yourself in a certain standard with friends? Do you lie do you lie to yourself that, that, that maybe something needs to change? It's okay. It's okay. Like, I, this isn't hurting me. Like, I can have this little sin. I can have this little relationship. I can have this and this and this and this. It's okay. It's not hurting me. It's not hurting anyone. It's private. I don't need anyone to know about it. What are the different ways we lie? What are the different ways that we don't completely trust God? When I think about this, when all of this boils down, I know that, A, none of us are perfect, myself included. I know that my, maybe I have the temptation to project something that's a half-truth. And I'm thinking about the ways we don't completely trust God, which, by the way, I'm writing these sermon notes down, and I'm having to kind of wrestle with them personally before I would ever step in and, like, talk about it. Like, I'm writing this down. I'm like, okay, how does this turn in? On me, I have to look in the mirror with some of this stuff. And if I'm going to be honest about God, if, if, if what's true about God is that God is a God of truth. He hates lies. His enemy, his native language is lies. So God is a God of truth. And what's, what's true um, is, is what's right, essentially. We need to pursue whatever it is that's true about God, that we ought to Think about the things that are true. We ought, to, we, ought to, we ought to live our lives by things about you. But we also ought to like live out of truth uh, with God. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves that God is a God who at the very beginning willed to create heaven and earth, willed to create animals, plants, water, land, sky, sun, stars, and then to will himself to create us and then to put into force, I know we're getting kind of like big and universal right now, but to put into force like laws of nature and all of that kind of stuff, we show up on the scene and we start creating our own truth. And I think that is maybe the most arrogant thing that we could do. And maybe we think it's okay because we have not been paid back for all of our lies, and so we're getting away with it. Maybe we've not been paid away for all the ways that we know that we are living half-truths that God would say, I'm saying it's right, you're saying it's wrong. When I think about that, I think about something that, that John wrote in the book of 1 John. We're going to have some verses on the screen here in just a second. These are very simple. John's like a very simple writer. He's going to lay it out plain. 1 John chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. 
But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same uh, way in which he walked. It's just simple. In fact, if we could just leave that up there so we can just wrestle with that for just a few moments. Whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar. So let's all go ahead and just take a test. <laughs> How many of you are nailing it with the Christian life right now? Yeah? Who's that? Yep. Okay. All of us are like on the other side of that question, right? We are all liars to some extent. Because if you're a Christian, okay, you know, I don't know where you are with the Lord, but if you're a Christian, you ought to be able to live out of the example of God. But what we know, Christians, what we know and where we find comfort is that our, our comfort, our salvation, all of that doesn't come from our ability to tell truth, right? Our comfort and our salvation comes from the fact that Jesus shed his blood on the cross for us that paid for all of our sins. Not that we should go live in them, right? Because what's John saying here? Hey, if you're a Christian, I get that you're not perfect. I get that you're going to have to kind of figure this thing out and you're going to trip up and you're going to stumble. I'm 35, been a Christian for about 20 years, grew up in church, made it personal when I was about 15, 16 years old. And I want to tell you, still not killing it on this whole Christian thing. I still mess up. I still have moments where I slip up. And the truth is, what John would call me, what Jesus would call me is like, hey, listen, let's just call it what it is. Sometimes you are a liar. A liar. And we got to be careful because we can project the image. And I'm not saying you need to get on Facebook and be like, hey, I just need to go ahead and air all the lies that I've been telling for the last decade or so. There's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. There's that old movie, uh, what is it, Goonies, where they got, they got the kid and like, all right, we're going to have to have you tell the truth. It's like, hit third grade, I cheated on it. I'm not asking for that right now, okay? I'm not asking you for it to go all the way through. There's no, this isn't like, we're not, I'm not going to have a confessional here in a minute. Um, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to do business with God today. I want to do business with God today. And I want us to, to wrestle with this. If we know Jesus, if we have put our faith in Jesus, shed blood on the cross of Calvary when he defeated sin and death and then rose three days again to purchase our salvation, then we ought not just find comfort in our lies. We ought to find comfort in God and place our trust in his truth. Not our own truth. I'm going to tell you. I've been hearing a ton about, like, live your truth. There's this guy. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. I've told you guys this before. I have become a really, really big fan of, like, hip-hop culture. And I'm the most white suburban guy you're, you're going to meet. Like, I, I buy my clothes at Old Navy. Like, I also like to listen to Journey. But, like, I also love hip-hop culture. And there's this radio show called The Breakfast Club, and they talk about, like, hip-hop culture all the way in and through it. And there's one of these, these guys who actually, his name is Charlemagne the God. He, he wrote this book um, talking about, like, how he came up and all this kind of stuff. He grew up in church culture and all this kind of stuff in the Deep South. But the, at the end of the day, he, he, he may talk church culture, but he's going to use a phrase, live your truth. And, and, and I'm a little scared by it. If I can just be honest, I'm a little scared by that. That because there's a lot of that going around. And here's what I want to say. We're, this is going to be like an, a, kind of an official, like here's what we believe, is we don't believe like if your truth doesn't match his truth. In fact, if your truth comes from any other source, 
than the word of God, that what he's given to us, then I would say that you are, 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 are described here. As I know him, but I'm going to live my truth. I'm a Christian, but I'm going to go ahead and do some things that aren't necessarily in here, and I'm going to go ahead and live that out. I want to say that you are on a path to hell because the truth is that God is the creator of the universe. He's created us, wills for us that we would know him and love him, have a relationship with him, but not that we would create our own truth. Not that we would create our own rules. Like, you know that there's, there's some lies out there. So there's some things that you, like, you're seeing. If we can just be, like, use a funny example, the, the flat earthers out there. Have you, have you heard this? Like, Kyrie Irving thinks the earth is flat. And I think he actually believes it. Like, he's not, like, joking around. I think dude actually thinks the earth is flat. There's some people out there. They would probably, if you found the right person, you'd probably point at the sky and be like, what color is that? And they would say what? blue talk to someone else and they would say i mean i don't know it's like it's like a shade of red up there and you're like no 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 no. look at the grass what color is it and there's going to be people i'm just going to tell you this is like a worldview situation there's going to be people who want to destroy the foundation of our faith and what i'm going to tell you is that if we have placed our faith in god who has created us and has put all of this in place all of it all of it my faith is in jesus christ and in nothing else i'm not like uh, like a big bang theologian. I'm not like a, this all happened by accident. I actually believe that God created us, knows the inner workings, knows how many hairs are on your head, knows that like the moment that you're going to stop breathing, knows what's going to happen this afternoon. None of us know that, right? There's points in scripture where we are struggling to find our faith and trust in God. And what does he say? He's like, where were you when I created the earth? And we're like, oh, I remember. I'm not God, you are. I'll shut up. We have to have a moment to remember that. And if we have put our faith and trust in this God, what business do we have lying? What business do we have living on rules that like God never set up? What God would say about us today is that if you are living some alternate truth, then you are a liar. And what God would say, and listen, I know this is maybe like kind of hardcore right now, and you're like, Maybe you had too many cups of coffee this morning. Uh, but I'm pretty passionate about this because what I think is that God has set some things up that are, that are not changeable, right? That are not changeable. In fact, what I would say that if God, if God, we've put our faith in God, that this, this, this creator, this lover of our souls who created us and wants a relationship with us, if we who call ourselves Christians especially don't walk this out, then what he would say to us probably, if Jesus was preaching this message, he would say, your father, the devil, it, it makes sense that you look like him because you act like him because you're actually following him because you've never put your faith and trust in me. You've put your faith and trust in segments of society or, or, or whatever you can look at and feel and touch and see. And God would say, I'm, I'm just inviting you I'm inviting you to have a relationship with me because I love you. But if what you're going to do is live this lie, then, then obviously the truth is not in you. Right? It doesn't mean, Christians, that you're going to be perfect. Please don't misread me. I am not saying that you're going to be perfect, but you ought to be changing to look more like Jesus. That's, it's just right there. It's just right there. We ought to be looking more like Jesus, not more like the idea of what we think is normal in society, right? 
we can't look at society for our rules. We have to look at the rule maker who made the rules, who, who set all this up, who created us. And by the way, not just who created us and set it all up, but the one who loves us more than we know even how to define. God loves us so much. So why? Why would we lie? Why would we lie to ourselves? Why would we try to lie to him? This is like those moments with my kids where, um, <clears throat> again, I'm a parent. I've been a kid. I know how to lie. <laughs> Except I found out that my parents probably knew that I was lying the whole time. You ever think you're pulling one over on your parents, and your parents are like, okay, and you're like, oh, it worked. And your parents are actually just letting you live your own lie. Because they're like, oh, I was a kid too. I, was, I, I lied that way too. You know, and all of you like, like, oh, crap. Like, so they just, yep, they just let you live it, right? You didn't pull one over on them. They're smart. They were teenagers too. When my kids, uh, who are like eight, five, and three, so they super don't know how to lie yet. Um, and I'm glad. Because um, I like to catch them in it and just let them live it out and then just like have conversations with I know you're like, man, this is, seems really crazy. No, when I talk to my kids, like I'll, I'll sit right across from them and I'll be like, hey, did you take a second cookie out of the cookie jar? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I actually counted the cookies in the cookie jar and there's one less gone that's supposed to be. It's like, I don't, maybe mommy got a cookie. You know, maybe like they're always trying. And they, they actually, they don't blame it on mommy because that would not be a good idea. You know who they blame it on? Cohen, the little one, the baby, because he can't defend himself. He'd probably just be like, yep, I took it, whatever, because he's just straight up with you. Um, and they lie. And I, I want to tell you, for me as a dad, as a dad, I'm trying to navigate this. I was just talking with Patrick yesterday at Stowe about how parenting is really just kind of like a, an experiment, and you really don't know if you did a good job until they're like 30, which is super unfair. Like, give me some metrics. Like, they haven't killed anyone yet, so I guess we're doing okay, you know? Like, um, and, uh, but so I'm just kind of walking this out. It's a gigantic experiment. And as a, and as a father who, I love my kids more than anything, honestly. Like, like I, I, love, I love my kids so much. And when they just look me, dead, look me dead in the eye, did you take another cookie? And they're like, no. And there's something in my heart that kind of breaks, right? Because there's, there's something in my kids that, that wants to pull one over on me, that doesn't, that doesn't like love me enough that doesn't trust me enough. I, I, I've started parenting in such a way like, listen, if you tell the truth, of course, again, I'm, I'm parenting, it's all an experiment. If you tell the truth, I promise you're not in trouble, which is like a huge risk because you're going to be like, yeah, I actually took money out of your wallet and I went and spent it on the horses at the horse track and all this kind of stuff. Like, they're eight. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but like, there's, there, I'm, I'm trying to get them to this point and I'm like, you're not in trouble. And they're like, Okay, I did this. And it's like, okay, so you were just trying not to get in trouble. And, and here's the deal. Is this not us, too? Is this not us? Like, sometimes we lie to God. Sometimes we lie to ourselves. We lie to people. Why? Because we're, we're afraid we're in trouble. We're afraid we're going to get looked at differently and all this kind of stuff. I think it points to an inner, so follow me here. I think it points to an inner need to trust God more or to trust God at all. I think it points to an inner need to find our identity in a God who loves us and who knows we're not perfect. Do you know what I know? I know that my kids aren't going to be perfect, right? 
I would be crazy to think that my kids are going to be perfect. But when they lie, there's, there's, there's a much greater problem. Like, they, they want to shift their relationship with me to, like, we're, okay, we're going to do this thing on a foundation of, of not true. And I don't want us to do that in any segment of our lives, but especially with God. And I want to tell you, I, I do believe that God loves you, but he does invite you to follow him. He does invite you to surrender. He, he invites you to a relationship with him on his terms, on his terms. And we ought not to be people who are lying. I'm not just trying to get you, hear me clearly, I'm not just trying to get you to stop lying. I'm not trying to get you to go into work today, tomorrow and like be more honest, although that is a natural outgrowth of the Christian life. I am trying to get you to do this. If you completely trust God, then we ought to be able to lay everything out there. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go to random strangers with your deep, dark secrets. That would not be wise. It would not be, it would not, on any level, it would not be wise. But there are people that you ought to be able to trust your life with. And on a small level, you ought to, we ought to not, listen, we just ought not to be lying. But that's the smallest level here. In just a minute, um, in fact, if you guys want to go ahead and come on up and kind of play, play a little bit for us, I want us to close our eyes for just a moment. I just want us to have a moment to reflect. Uh, so, so no one looking around, just, just, just us. Just, it's just you and God. I just want to ask, what is it that you've been placing your faith and your trust in? Is it the ability to hold up an image? Is it that you've been lying to yourself about something? And living a life as an outgrowth of that lie? We don't want to, folks, we don't want to have a life that is built on a foundation of lies. You, you don't want that. So it may be today that you need to like take a jackhammer to the foundation of lies that you've built your life on. I want to tell you, I've lived lies before and it's exhausting. And I, I got to tell you, I, I may not live up to the standards that the world sets up for me. I may not be as successful as the world thinks I should be. I may not be the perfect husband, the perfect father, the perfect man, the perfect, right, all this other stuff. But I do believe that I can look at God one day and say, here I am. I've built a foundation of just trust with you. And so I, I think there's freedom in a life that is trusting God fully and therefore able to just live honestly as an outgrowth of that. That is the fruit of a life that is built on the foundation of God. A foundation that is built on the devil is lies. That the fruit is, is lies. But the fruit of, of a tree that is founded in God's truth. The fruit is truth. The fruit is freedom and salvation. Let's not pick these tiny little versions of God that, that, that don't deliver on promises, whether it's the idols in our life like 
like, like, like our, our homes, our, our bank accounts, our cars, our jobs, our friends, our power, our, our whatever it is. And let's not, let's not choose like a, a life built on lies to build our life on. Let's live a life where we are freed up to follow him with full honesty because we have planted our life in the life of Jesus. We have placed our faith in him and in nothing else. So I don't know where you are. I know there's a range of, of options here, but would you just slip up your hand if you would be one of those people who would say, I, I have been lying and I have been the kind of person who is exhausted trying to keep up this lie. No one's looking around. Absolutely, this is just you and God. Would you just slip up and I'll pray for you. Amen. Amen. Put him down. If you're the kind of person who would say, that I have not placed my faith in Jesus Christ. My father is the devil, and I would like to place my faith in Jesus. I would like to surrender. I would like to let Jesus' blood wash over me to cleanse me from all unrighteousness, all my sin, all my wrongs, all my lies. And I would like to follow Jesus and be his disciple. Would you just slip up your hand? No one's looking. It's just a you and God moment. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to close out with a song. But before I do that, I just want to say that we, we need to have a, a moment where I, listen, I get this is some of the most dangerous stuff. And I, I'm not asking you to stand up and confess something. I'm not asking you to post on social media that you've been living a lie. I am asking you to first deal with God in the stillness of your heart. And then to, in some level, some of you are going to have to go to people and correct something. Some of you are going to have to take a jackhammer to the foundation of lies that you've been leading and break that thing up because you know that you're exhausted keeping this lie up. Some of you need to do that today because as an outgrowth of your Christian faith, you cannot continue to call that life. God calls that life a lie, and you need to lead, live in freedom. So some of you, it's you've placed your faith in Jesus and you're going to have to actually do something that looks like following him in obedience. I get that it's trust. I get that it's scary, but you've got to do that. You have to. I'm going to pray and then we'll sing one more song. It's just kind of a moment to, to punctuate this. Father God, thank you for uh, your example. <laughs> Uh, of Jesus. I know that we're never going to live up to it, and, and I know that we're supposed to follow him. We're supposed to strive to follow Jesus, your son, and uh, I know that we're going to mess up. I'm thankful that you've given us the, the freedom to, to, to find our trust in you, that you don't turn your back on us when we do mess up, but God, I'm asking you to help us to know the next step. Some of us, we know that we're convicted about something right now, and we need help taking that first step. We need a little bit of boldness to go apologize to someone for lying. We need a, a little bit of boldness to start acting differently at work. We need a little bit of boldness to start acting differently at home and, and, and be more truth-telling. Not, not just to be more honest, but to make sure that we have a heart 
that is pure. And so the words that come out of our, our mouth, which are born in our heart, are pure because we have found our faith and trust in you, and we are rooted in love in you, God. Thank you for that, Lord. For the people that raised their hands, I want to pray for them that you would give them a boldness to take a step today, just one tiny little step in living a life that is built on truth and love, not on lies. God, thank you for that. Lord, for those that need to place their faith in you, I pray that that would happen today. I pray, pray that that would happen today and that we would find our life and freedom in you and in nothing else, God. Because nothing else is powerful enough to deliver the life that you offer, the freedom, the, the everlasting life that you offer. God, thank you for that. We worship you this morning. We praise you. It's in your name we pray.